Welcome to the Sound Advice Podcast, a resource for entrepreneurs and small businesses looking for honest insights and go-to strategies for digital marketing. I'm Kelvin, and my wife Phyllis, Hey. and I will share what's working, what's changing, and how to navigate the sometimes unpredictable world of business ownership. Yes, we're experts at figuring things out, well, figuring them out eventually, and we're here to share it all. The good, the bad, and the stuff we've learned about working at home together every day, all day. So let's jump in. Today on the podcast, we have a great guest that I've been looking forward to this interview. She's got great information to share and you're really going to enjoy it. She's the founder of a PR and digital marketing agency that supports individuals and organizations that are giving voice to big ideas. And she's really good at doing this. She works with small businesses and people who are experts in the thought leaders in their field that are looking to do more than just get their message out to the world. She works with people that are looking to build a community around the work that they're doing. And I know many of our listeners are doing that as well. So you're going to love what she's got to share with us. Her specialty is in positioning. She just has a great knack for finding the special sauce that's going to really resonate with the audience her client is trying to connect with. And it helps them have different conversations than their competition. It really sets them apart. So join me in welcoming Bridget Lyons to the podcast. Hey, Bridget, thank you so much for doing a second episode with us. It is so much fun getting to spend so much time talking to you about all of this stuff. I love it. <laughs> oh, good. Well, I'm so glad. And I know that everybody found the last episode that you did super helpful and all of your tips were really great. So I wanted to have you come back and talk about, we're still going to be talking about PR, but in maybe a slightly different angle. And the last time we talked a lot about being a guest or asking other people to let you be a guest on their podcast. So today I want to talk a little bit more about inviting people to be on my podcast. A lot of our clients and a lot of people in the podcasting world would like to have some interesting people on, maybe not even every week, but sometimes they really want to have specialists come on and people they're really interested in. Um, maybe even influencers that are really effective in their space or really influential in their area of expertise. So what's kind of the step one to think about when you want to reach out to somebody and say, Hey, I want you to be on my podcast. Ooh, what a question. I think the place that I would start, this is actually really timely for me because I am working on my own podcast concept right now. And I am very much in that boat you talked about where it's like, I, I want to do a solo show with a few guests. And when I think about the kind of guests that I would particularly want, it's like, what are the questions that I really want to have answered? And who is it that I could reach out to doing that? Um, whenever I think about content creation in general, this actually comes out of my blog post. So I definitely identify as a writer. And mm -hmm. one of the reasons that a podcast appeals to me is that even though I do PR for a living and have a lot to say, writing about public relations and media relations isn't that interesting to me personally, even though I know it offers value because I'm not discovering anything new. It's something that I'm already an expert on. So I'm just sharing with you what I already know. And I think the best content is actually when the person who's creating it 
learn something. So whether it's blog writing or podcasting, you know, you want to be at the edge of your own knowledge, not giving up your expert space entirely, but like pushing those edges and boundaries. And so when I think about who it is that you could bring onto your own show, I think about who are those people that you really want to learn from, that you have a question that you're burning to ask, that you really wish you could pick their brain, who are just sort of at that edge of what you already know, because that's going to be such an interesting conversation for you and then also for the people who are listening. Oh, wow. That's such a great way to explain it. That's awesome. And actually, that's partly like why you're here on my show, right? Because I wanted wanted answers to all these PR questions type things that I know that you're the expert at. That's so awesome. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to producing the show and probably even this content that we're talking about today, because you have, I would imagine, much more experience on this very specific kind of outreach, right? So we're still firmly in your area of expertise. You're definitely the expert here, but then there's that like little bit that I can add. And hopefully if it's a good conversation, at least one thing I say in one of these interviews will be just like something that you didn't quite anticipate. And that's delightful to listen to, I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, you totally have done that too. You taught me in the last episode, like literally three key things that I'm like, I'm totally implementing already. (laughs) And um, (laughs) yeah, and so- Yeah, it's perfect. Now, I know that you work with some people and some of your clients have pretty big platforms. They have either well-performing podcasts that are really getting tons and tons of downloads. Some of them are authors and they've got, again, a lot of visibility. So I want to talk a little bit about that because a lot of people that, again, our podcasters are talking about, you know, a dream guest and sometimes you know, other than Oprah, right, which is everybody's dream guest ever, right, is, is, you know, somebody in your field, like Seth Godin in the marketing field, or some of those kinds of things. And some of our clients are like, Oh, I could never ask that person. And then some of them are like, yeah, I'm totally going to ask them. But, you know, maybe aren't really approaching it with the right, I don't want to say the right intention. But there's just, I think, a lot of confusion and a lot of fear and uncertainty about how to go about that. And I know from the client side, if you could kind of help us understand maybe how they're looking at some of this too, could be really helpful for us to understand it. Yeah. So I will say that some of my clients who have had bigger profile podcasts or or platforms, they have these same fears sometimes about reaching out to other people. So I think it's just part of human nature. Mm -hmm. And I think... When you said not quite the right intention, I think you're getting at the thing that I always talk about, which is like the energy that you make an ask. And so generally speaking, like you mentioned Seth Godin, right? So many people who would want to invite somebody like Seth to be on their show are fans of Seth Godin. And if you make an ask with fan energy, where you're putting them on a pedestal, where they have so much to bring to you, but you feel like, what do I have to bring to them? Then automatically the tone of that email is going to be really off. You're probably going to overdo the flattery. It's going to feel very uncomfortable for them, actually. I personally have a very small platform and I had an experience years ago where I went to a conference and a woman just approached me and was like gushing about how something I'd written had changed her life and all this stuff. And I know this sounds like a humble brag, but I just want to share it because I mean, I really do have a small platform and it was so deeply uncomfortable for me. And so it's just like, it's people don't actually enjoy that kind of attention and energy usually. And so what I like to think about is, Whenever you're approaching somebody to come on your podcast, approach them as an equal. 
So they have something to bring to you, which is, you know, something that you're interested in, that thing you want to ask them, probably some visibility, right? Probably helping you bring some traffic, but you have something to offer to them. And it's always important to remember that even if you have a baby podcast that's just launched, you have a platform. Now it's up to them to set a boundary and say, maybe I don't want to be on a podcast that's small or new. That's okay. Like people are allowed to set their own boundaries around their time. But that doesn't make what you have actually any less valuable. And in addition to having a platform, I have a really good friend, Tara Gentili, and she has the What Works podcast. Uh And we've talked really extensively about what she likes to have in people. And her thing is like, look, like I like to get really specific into something that somebody has learned that works for their business. So we get into, she says, the nitty gritty all the time, right? The nitty gritty of their business. If you're going to pitch me, if you can show me that you have something, you know, that we can dig into and people can learn from, I don't care what size you are. Um, I just really want to have interesting conversations. That's why I have this podcast is to have really interesting conversations and to help my people learn something. And I think if you look at her lineup, it really is true that, you know, she does have a lot of connections. She does have a lot of bigger guests, but then there's other people who I'm literally just hearing of for the first time listening to Tara's podcast. And so, you know, you have a platform and you have your curiosity, you have the intention that you have to bring out the best in them. Like all of that has equal value to whatever it is that they're bringing to you. And I think that just remembering that is so important. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, thank you for that insight. I want to revisit the very first part of that when you talked about that, the energy that's, but was very helpful. But the fact that some people are uncomfortable with the sort of the flattery, putting you up on the idol kind of thing as an idol, I guess. So it's interesting too, to know that people that have a really large platform, I think our audience would be surprised to find out that people with really large platforms or maybe people that have a really already a really successful podcast or have already sold a book and they're really, you know, that they might have those same insecurities. Yeah, totally. I mean, how often do you read stories of like some celebrity who's like, oh my God, Beyonce was in the room with me, right? Like there's never, <laughs> there's right. never a level that you get to where you don't have somebody that is like an idol or that you would want to be a mentor where you're not going to have those feelings. Right. And I think that that too of just that, you know, if somebody does turn you down, I actually have somebody who I won't name his name, but he has a very large platform and we're sort of friendly and he has offered to kind of help me out with things a bunch of times. And sometimes I've asked him and he said, sure, I can help you. And other times he's like, you know what? I'm just not doing interviews right now. And it's like, he's just like done, you know, and it is nothing to do with me or him or anything. Like, I think a part of this too, is that you need to manage your plan, your gas, your promotion plan, your energy, and they have as much right to manage theirs and that Uh there doesn't need to be anything personal around the that kind of thing that either of you are doing. And so I think that there's part of that where let's say you do want to really reach out and and invite somebody. I like to use use the word idol, you know, that's like an idol to you or that you would love to mentor you and your audience or that is a celebrity in your industry. That's great. I mean, that's part of your job writing a podcast, right? Is to bring content that that your audience really likes. And part of their job is to decide what they're going to do that week and what they're not. (laughs) So, right, right. But I would say that, you know, lots of people get lots of really surprising guests on. And, Uh you know, sometimes it's not even about the size of your platform. 
I think sometimes it can also be about investing in your own skills of being known as somebody who's giving a good interview. So when I think about, you know, trying to think about how do I bring on a guest or how could one of my clients bring on a a guest that feels a little bit out of reach or like has a much bigger platform than they do, a big part of that is doing your research and figuring out what is this person interested in talking about and promoting right now. So you have your agenda and they have their own positioning and messaging, right? And so is there a way that you can show them, okay, I'm paying attention. I know you have this book coming out. I'd love to have you on. We can talk about your book. You've also mentioned that you're really passionate about, you know, some other pet project. Like a lot of celebrities will do that. So if you'll notice when celebrities go on their tours, you know, they're obligated to talk about whatever movie they're just in. But often people will bring up their pet charity as well because they know that that's actually what the celebrity cares about. And so if you can (laughs) think about what does this person really care about, where do they get passionate? I heard them in an interview and they got really lit up when they got asked this. And if you can say like, I'd love to talk to you about your book. And I also notice you're really passionate about, you know, (laughs) whatever other development project or whatever you have, if you can show them that you're paying attention and that they'll get to talk about the things they care about, that's actually something you're bringing to them that's a gift. And so that can be a really powerful way to kind of bring in somebody that might not come just because of the audience you have alone. Right. Yeah, that's such a great point. In fact, Bridget, you've made me start thinking, I need, I think like I need to start a list of people that have like where we have a common interest in maybe like a a charitable component, right? Where we can just talk about that. Like how did they get into it and what are they doing and what do they see in that? I think that would be such an interesting conversation. Yeah. And like it, it could be charitable. It could be also like for me, so I do PR, but like I love talking about actually hiring and building an agency and team building and like all of that. Mm-hmm. And so if somebody were to say, you know, I want to have you on, I actually don't want to talk about PR. I want to talk about what you're doing to build your agency. I'd be like, yes, like I will say yeah. yes all day long because I'm personally really passionate and interested about those things. And I think you can kind of suss out, like you can hear people's voices right. where they get excited or people might mention like, oh, I really love this. Right. And so just paying attention to those things. Um, can make a huge difference. Yeah, that's such great advice. I love it. And I know that kind of ties in nicely with my next question, because I know that one of your clients has recently had a big opportunity in this sort of charitable space based on a lot of the work and that some other things that they've done. Is that something that we can talk about? Yeah, it's actually, so they're not a current client. So if we talk about it, I'm happy to, but I want to clarify. I, okay. Well, a pre- they, you, you worked with them previously. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> yeah. So the client I worked with being boss who had Mm -hmm. a book come out last year of the same name. And so that's the client. And one of the things that had happened is actually a charity reached out to me um, because they had known me as a publicist and said, you know what, we'd really love to invite being boss into these trip that we do for to Guatemala. And so, sorry, I was (laughs) blanking out there for a second. And so the charity's name is um, Cooperative for Education. And they just really like to bring on, um, sometimes, not very all the time, but they like to bring these influencers on the trips to show them, you know, their programming and what it is that they're doing to break the cycle of poverty in Guatemala. And so they had reached out and said, do you think being boss would be interested in this? And I said, you know, maybe like they both really are love to travel there. I think this would be something, you know, that they would be really interested in supporting. Like, let me run it by them. 
So, you know, they took it from there. I haven't, uh, you know, I didn't negotiate it or anything like that, but they are going on this trip now to Guatemala. And if you go to their Instagram or their website, you'll definitely be able to see information in that. And so this really cool because being boss, I mean, they built up this podcast, just the two co-hosts being business besties, as they call themselves, talking about running their businesses. They had their platform absolutely explode. They got their book deal based on the size and the influence of their podcast. And now they have this like amazing opportunity to go to Guatemala and be a part of this like, you know, amazing chance to give this charity like a little bit of visibility through what they're doing. Yeah, that's such a powerful, both of those points, right? That they got their book opportunity because of their podcast, which is so interesting, right? Because lots of authors are looking to grow their audience by podcasting, right? So it kind of works both ways, depending on where you've started and how people are finding you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just amazing. I think when you see the ways that running your own podcast can bring open these doors, you know, that you just wouldn't have imagined. Right. I think it's like the opportunities that you don't even know that could come your way when you start and how exciting it is to see that unfold for people. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And thank you so much for sharing such good information. Before we wrap up, I want everyone to know that uh, Bridget has a great course about how to really Uh, successfully engage with other people in your podcast, how to become a guest on other people's podcasts, really how to leverage the whole podcast sort of energy. And one of the other things that your points that you just made that I want to touch on, and maybe just to remind our viewer or listeners that I think part of the power and energy of podcasting is that it really is at the end of the day, it's just people talking to people. And I think when you mentioned like reaching out to somebody with that energy of, you know, want to be helpful and I want to get some information and then they have the right to decide if that fits with their energy and with what they want to do. I think we forget that sometimes when it's like, oh, this is, you know, this big person and I really want to have them. I think we forget sometimes they're, you know, they're kind of evaluating their life decisions just like we do. Yeah. And no difference. Yeah, exactly. And you might have people like I've worked with a few different people with their book launches, right? And so if, if, They've just announced that they've gotten a book deal and they have a launch to come up. They're probably really open to booking. And if they've just done the end of a book tour, they're probably exhausted. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, timing could be everything. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like those kind of personal things where, and I think that, you know, because I'm in PR, it's so rare that we actually send out a pitch and get any sort of response back. And so you definitely develop a thick skin in this business <laughs> of just being able to get used to it. And you will find that the more more you send out, actually, the more volume, the more you'll be able to kind of not take it so personally if somebody doesn't get back and not everything is writing on just that one person, right? So, um, right. you know, it's just not to build that up into the end all and be all of your podcast. Like it's just one show. It's just one idea. And I'm sure you have countless others. Right. Yeah. Now that's such a great way to frame it. And that's a great way to to launch. So tell everybody a little bit about the course and what they can expect to learn from it. Yeah. So the program I have, it's called Get Booked on Podcasts. And the title is a uh, very direct. So it's all about how to get booked as a guest on other people's podcasts, which if you run a podcast yourself and have one, this is a great way to actually network with other influencers, mm-hmm. other podcast hosts, and to build up your own audience. One thing we didn't talk about, Phyllis, but it can be really valuable is actually offering a trade. And so you can reach out to somebody and say, 
only if you're actually interested in having them on, but say, you know, I would also love to have you on my show. And so reaching out to an influencer, this can be another good platform, inviting them on your show and seeing if you can get on theirs. But what the whole program is is about is totally focused on step-by-step taking you by the hand and showing you how is it that you figure out what podcasts you even want to be on to begin with, right? What makes sense for you? Where can you find the podcasts who are already reaching and engaging your audience? How the heck do you email them? So I include kind of best practices for writing these emails. And then I actually include a couple of different pitch templates that you can use and examples of specific pitches that either it's mostly actually people who've taken my courses. So people who have learned from me on how to pitch have Uh used to book their own coverage. So you can see real world examples of how those templates going to work. And then systems for implementation. So, you know, all the kind of questions that you're going to inevitably run into, like, when should I pitch? Do I follow up? What does my follow-up look like? Like all of that kind of nitty gritty stuff. So it's very specific. So you can go grab that. And I know you're going to put this in the show notes because my name is impossible to spell and I apologize. (laughs) Blame my father. (laughs) But the website for this is bridgetlyons.com for slash sound advice, all one word. And I gave you a coupon code so you can get 15% off the course of the program and also some bonuses on systems and plugins that we use to cut way back on the time and make everything like almost on autopilot for you. So I really recommend you check that out. It's a great resource. And if you want to be on other people's podcasts, like this is the all-in-one kit for doing that. Oh, that's excellent. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm looking forward to checking that out. Thank you for offering the discount to our listeners. And I will, everybody, if you're wondering how to reach Bridget, um, it's BridgetLyons.com, of course. And we will put it in the show notes at soundadvicesales.com slash podcast, because Bridget does spell her name a little differently. <laughs> it's like Bridget Bardo. It's the French way. <laughs> okay. So yeah, if you can look up Bridget Bardo, that's how she spells her first name. <laughs> Lions is L-Y-O-N-S. So you can find her that way. I know people are going to be able to find you. They're going to hunt you down. And if you can't find her, reach out to me and I will point you in her direction. So, I'm very Googleable. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. She sure is. Well, thank you so much again for your time. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Um, I feel like I've got several other good great nuggets of information and things that I can implement. I know our listeners are going to feel that same way too. So thanks so much. And I am looking forward to, I know a podcast possibly is in your future. So when you're ready to launch that, I would love to have you back and we can talk all about your podcast experience and what's happening with that. I know you'll have an even different perspective and some other things that you can bring to us. Oh, thank you so much. It's been so much fun to come talk to you about all of this. I can't believe you had me on twice to talk about podcasts, but I just love everything that you offer and the resources on starting up your own show. They've been beyond valuable to me. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Oh, great. Well, thanks again. And we will talk soon. Thanks for listening to the Sound Advice Podcast. Be sure to visit soundadvicesales.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. If you loved this episode of the Sound Advice Podcast, head over to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network.
Sound Advice FM, Women's Voices Amplified.